And we're back. This is the Modern Drunkard Podcast with Frank Kelly Rich. I'm Nick Plummer, and our special guest today is Dr. Kent Wilson. Also known, known as, as Doc. Also known as Doc. Here, What's here up, Doc? <laughs> okay, we're going to start right off with uh, we're going to test the beer right here. We've got a, quite a bit of booze here to test today, but we're going to start off with it's called Bio Beer from the Dr. Jekyll, Dr. Jekyll's Bio Beer. It's an IPA. Uh, I guess the uh, what makes these unique is each one of they have three different beers. They have this, they have Beer Attack, and they have that red Beer one. Belly. Yeah. And each one is full, but they have these superfoods, which is Casey, uh, every superfood you can imagine. Each one has different ones, but and the, the interesting thing I find because uh, I had the red um, a couple weeks ago, and it tastes like a red. It doesn't taste like they put anything into it. Um, you know, and this IPA, I think, is a really good IPA. So you already, you tried the other one? I tried the red one, yeah. That's, I think it's called Beer and, Attack. And I don't know if it actually helped uh, with my hangover having all the superfoods. So I think I need, like, another case to be sure. <laughs> um, that's that's what I'm saying about it. No, it's it's good beer. It, is. it doesn't taste like they added, like there's additives in there. Or right. Like, there's no sweet taste to the fruit. This IPA is really good. It's not super hoppy, um, but it's... Which is fine by me, I, but it's, it's it's got a good hot bite to it. Good right. aroma. I mean, it's really good beer. And the, the one they call Beer Belly, which uh, they sent like six, three six-packs of that, and I already drank them. They're, uh, I guess it's a version of a light beer because it's, uh, it's a German Kolsch. Okay. So it's... Uh, I didn't get any of that. Yeah. What the hell? Frank? I know. I was going to give you some, but then I looked, <laughs> then the, I looked in the fridge, and it was all gone. God, I hate it when that happens. See, we need more to, to do some scientific I'll, uh, testing I'll bring that up on, too, uh, so on the beers and right. whether or not... Their uh, beer. I what is your impression of the beer? I, I actually am not into IPAs and all the fancy beers. Already belly aching. But this is very, it's free. It's free. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Actually, this is drink. good. I would actually drink this. So we forgot to mention to uh, we're at Cherry Sound Studios oh, yeah. once again in the uh, heart of Capitol Hill, mm-hmm. Denver, Colorado. Yeah, I would drink. And this. our sound engineer, Gus. Hey, you need a drink, Gus? I do. Okay, we'll have to make you one. We'll have to make Gus a drink. Do you want a cocktail? Do you want a beer? What do you want? Uh, I'll try that beer. Okay. Okay, I'll, I'll pour you a beer right now. Yeah. Pop the other one up. Oh, a little foamy. A little foamy. What have you done? Oh, oh my God. That's a common occurrence. That's a common occurrence. I wonder why that happened. I don't know. We're just special, I guess. The other one didn't pop open like that, did it? Nope. The other one was fine. Strange. All right. Put that there. Save we might three. as well pour the rest of that out into our glasses. Oh, I like your, uh, yes. I like your planning there. Uh, we'll start with it's the doctor here. Gotten in the bottle. Yes. All right. So. So what is this called again? This is called Dr. Jekyll's Bio Beer, their IPA. Bio Beer. And it's got made with organic hops and malt. And, and it's got all the superfoods in it. You know, I predicted this a long time ago. In my early books from the 90s, uh, the Jake Street Boogeyman series, uh, futuristic stuff, it's like, it's based in 2020. Apocalyptic future, so yeah, forth. Uh, the Vita beer, the Vita beer, Vita gin. I expected, yeah, everything would be infused with vitamins at some point, all the vice things. Like beer, like gin, like uh, whiskey. And now it's finally happening. I'm like a prophet. Yeah, yeah, there you go, Frank. Like a prophet. Like a prophet? Like, like, like a prophet. Yeah. Yeah, or I you just say I'm a prophet. No, no I'm going <laughs> to stick with like a prophet. There, you want to stick with that qualifier? Mm-hmm. All right, that's fine. Fair enough. 
and throughout the uh, the episode here, we're going to be also trying a lot of things out. We got a lot of stuff built up here. We have some Lucky Buddha beer from China. We have some uh, B.J. Reynolds uh, Tiki mixers. We have the Jet Pilot and the Mai Tai here. We got some mm. Appleton rum to mix with that. No, fine people at Shiner uh, Shiner have sent us our Strawberry Blonde. We'll see how that is. Even though I'm I'm a little scared of fruit beers, honestly, not my favorite. And then we got a Lazy Hazy Lemon Shandy, Hazy Crazy. Lemon crazy. Hazy, lazy, yeah. lemon, whoever. No, it's all upside down on the label. I don't know. Yeah. Okay, yeah, we'll find out. Oh, wood, so Woodchuck hard cider makes this. Fair enough. That's well, it. I'm going to kick off with some booze news that really hit me hard. Uh, astonishing. So they did a, I think Take in England did a study, uh, because there's always this outcry from other teetotalers and the anti-drinking groups that say, oh, drinkers are such a burden on society. You know, they suck up all the hospital you know, uh, uh, time and the, all the policing that has to be done for them and all the destruction they cause and such terrible people. Well, this think tank like, took... Like Godzilla. Yeah, exactly. Your yeah. average drinking community is like Godzilla. But so so they did a study where they, they took every every possible expense that the drinkers supposedly bring onto society, whether it's hospitalization, you know, uh, dealing with the cops, whatever. And then they compared that with all the drink taxes. And essentially, drinkers are subsidizing the non-drinkers by $10 billion a year just in the UK. Wow. In other words, the drinkers, with all the other taxes on alcohol, are actually paying for all these shiftless, freeloading teetotalers. Free yeah. yeah. So in other words, all, the, all that crap. I hate those guys. Every year, they, all the, all the anti-drinking groups say, oh, they're drinking. The drinkers are such a burden on society. They're dragging everything down, when in fact, they're actually paying everybody's way. Well, now, yeah, we're paying everyone's way, and we're also uh, creating all the good art and music and literature because and there are all the people that work in the industry. Teetotaling yeah. authors of any note. Yeah, if they got rid of alcohol, they, they, these all these non-drinkers would have to actually go to work or something. It's outrageous, so but I think it's such an incredible thing because they always say how what a burden alcohol is to society when it's actually an uplifter. Okay, I agree. Pays all hospital bills. Well, that's that's awesome. Um, on that note, uh, I'd talk uh, about the ongoing thing that's going on in Scotland with uh, Nicola Sturgeon. There, uh, I guess they're fascist. Yeah, well, fascist. She's uh, you know the uh, PM of Scotland, I think, mm -hmm. and uh, she has uh, proposed a minimum price on alcohol of fifty uh, p per unit, whatever a unit is, and that would raise uh, alcohol prices across the board for every drinker. And uh, it's been going on for a while, and it got brought to the EU courts as an anti, uh, basically an anti-trade, and uh, they've said that it goes against the laws of the EU. It does, and that she's not allowed to do it. And it's she's false still, pricing. She's still uh, trying to get it going through again, but it looks like it's not going to pass. I don't think she's going to be in office much longer. Yeah, trying. Well, I mean, one of her big opponents is actually the the um, the Scotch makers. Are, oh, they're they're like that's gonna that's gonna ruin our business. If yeah, you try that exportation is gonna so, be a nightmare. Well, exportation's fine, but it's the sales inside Scotland. Oh, just in Scotland. So it's a minimum price. Sucks to be Scotland. Scottish, then. Yeah, yeah. Jesus. Well, all of a sudden, everything jumps. You know, fifty percent or something. Yeah, that's something fine. something pretty crazy. So, yet again, you know, the they're like you were talking about with the taxes, with the minimum pricing on everything, um, attacking the drinking community and. And I'm glad to see that, that the drinking community is winning at this point. Yeah. At least that's yeah. what it looks like so far. Freaking, it, it, it's just the government trying to manipulate society by using freaking, you know, laws and bullshit. I hate when they do that. I, I think the fewer laws, the smaller government, the better. They just stay out of people's freaking business. 
which makes me a libertarian, I guess. Uh, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> now, Doc, you're uh, you've been the staff photographer for Modern Drucker for quite some time now. Yes, I have. Yeah, uh, quite a while. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, uh, perhaps you can give us some insights. So you, but you're also a photographer for a lot of uh, different uh, rock groups and. Suck bands. And Suck bands. Yeah. <laughs> yes, uh, yeah, I, I still have the T-shirt that says "Photography for your suck band and your ugly children." Great <laughs> yeah, uh, photography. Does that cheap, work? Cheap photography. cheap photography. Does that kind of cynical advertising work at all? Uh, no advertising works. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say that. So let's see. That does not work for anything. So uh, except for in the drunkard. Entirely <laughs> Um So uh, let's see. You're the house photographer for. House photographer at the Soil Dove for 15 years, at the Walnut Room for about 10 or 11 years, I guess. And so whatever acts are coming to those clubs that the booking agents want me to take pictures of, I'll, I will go and do those shows. Um, so you get, ba you get backstage and, and uh, you know, kind of mix with the bands, right? Yeah, yeah. Typically I show up at Soundcheck uh, to meet the band or their tour manager or label Record label so dish the dirt, man. Yeah. Well, yeah, the dark secrets of all these bands. What are they drinking? What are they drinking? Well, who is the, who do you think was the biggest drinker uh, of all the bands that you uh, photographed? Well, we said we weren't going to talk about her. Oh, <laughs> well, but okay, next to her. you just did. Okay, next we're, to her, we're cutting that out. <laughs> let me okay. let me pose the question again and pretend that it never we never <laughs> talked about it. So so dish the dirt, Doc. Which which band do you reckon of all the ones you photographed? Is the heaviest drinking band? Wow, it varies because most of the bands, nine out of ten bands that I take pictures of, I've never heard of. Hmm. Uh, never ever, unless they're an old. Are band. these the suck bands you're talking it about? Those are the suck bands. <laughs> so, never heard of nine out of ten. So the good side is that every once in a while I get surprised and meet some really good music. Most of the, almost all the musicians are good people. And about half the agents are tour managers. Um, they're control freaks, of course. Little weasels, um, right? Sort of, yeah. <laughs> Truman Capote called them a bunch of weasels. Right. Because remember, he, he followed the, uh, the Rolling, uh, Rolling Stones around for a, a tour. And he was supposed to write an article about it for Rolling Stone, but he, at the end of it, he's like, yeah, it wasn't interesting enough for me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I believe And he said a bunch of nasty things about uh, Mick Jagger, too. <laughs> he was a clown and such. But so, like I said, I, once in a while I get to hear some really good music I didn't know existed. And then the other side of the coin is I get to hear some of the worst shit imaginable. Uh, and it's just whatever they want me to take pictures of. Then I get hired by local bands uh, to go and shoot gigs around the city here sometimes. But not so much. So how is this involved with alcohol at all? Can you explain that to me? Well, part of my contract with the clubs that I work at or that I get paid a very, very, very minimal wage, but I get free booze and okay. food well, while I'm working. Okay. So, so well, did you have to negotiate hard to get that very minimal, minimal wage? Uh, no, I didn't. back and forth on that one? <laughs> no. <laughs> I figure by the time I shoot a show and go through and edit the pictures and get one printed and framed and matted and take it to the club and drop it off and get paid, I probably got 10 to 12 hours. Um, of work involved, showing up at sound check, shooting the show. Yeah, 10 to 12 hours, and I get like 60 bucks. How much booze do you get? Um, much as you can stuff down? As much as I can stuff down. Which well, is how much, Doc? Tell us. Well, Just the dirt on yourself. It depends who's, <laughs> <laughs> it depends who's playing. <laughs> mm. 
Well, if, there are, if well, it's okay. a worse band, you drink more. Is, yeah, that, is that how it works? Yeah, so yeah. the suckier well, I, the band, the more you drink, the more yeah. you suck it down? Yeah, yeah. All right, that makes sense. Yeah, well, I remember bouncing at the cricket, and we'd get pretty much free beer when we were bouncing there. Free everything. And uh, I always had to just stay, we had to stay more sober than the biggest guy there. And, yeah. And, uh, well, and that never, that usually didn't happen either. Yeah, yeah, well, you know, True. I tried. Because I, I, I remember throwing people out for being too drunk, and I was drunker than they were. Yes, exactly. Well, I had this staff shirt on, so I was like, "Yeah, exactly." <laughs> well, you know, and I wasn't causing trouble. But I, I remember that before I worked there, I'm like, you know, if the band sucked, I could leave, and that was the worst thing about working there. It's like if the band sucked, I couldn't leave, so I just drank more. Yeah, mm-hmm. I just try and blot it out with alcohol. Yeah, yeah, it's a good system. Well, it you know got me through a couple of years at the cricket. <laughs> yeah, although you know, when, when, when sometimes when a really good band like Deborah Joe, yeah, oh, yeah, that, you'd want. I, w- I would drink a lot then too because his music is all about drinking and it just kind of inspires. Oh well, yeah, the whole show drink. was about drinking. And yeah, then, yeah. What a glorious time! Let's not get back in that game. We talked so much about it already in the yeah. past, but what a glorious era that was. So you also shot uh, the drunkard conventions. Yes. Uh, the what the second weren't one? those a hoot? Those were a hoot. <laughs> they, they were a hoot. They, they were uh, a total hoot. I just I mean, don't, I don't so know if we want to deal with doing them again. Oh, uh, you know what? I actually uh, I think uh, it's going to reach a point is, where is the madness striking I'm going to forget. Again, Frank? I'm going to forget how uh, nightmarish it was. It's, it's like a tattoo. You know, it hurts when yeah. it's going on, but yeah. then you go, "Well, that's cool. That, yeah, that actually, was fun. I mean, yeah. look what I got. Yeah, let's do that. Let's again. do that again. Yeah, you totally forget. I mean, because there's so much intense forward work before you can put that sucker on. And we've lost everybody who was kind of into doing that kind of stuff. My ex-wife. You mean working? <laughs> no, actually, no, actually doing all the organization. Because all, all the pre-organization, nobody knows how many hours it goes into the bag. Arranging all the bands, arranging the venue, and he's got to deal with all these stupid rules that the venue has, and just booking hotels for everybody, and just, just yeah, the a Vegas, huge the logistical Vegas nightmare. Were, yeah. were, but all that said, it's been long enough that I kind of want to do another one. Or I want to do like a Hunter S. Thompson festival. Where we kind of sponsor it, so we're all the weight's not on us. You can work with some other groups and uh, just have like because I want to do a modern like a Gonzo Fest in Denver. Okay. Which hmm. is the nearest big big city to uh, to where he lived, Woody Creek. Yeah. We can't do it in Aspen because it's because no one could afford to go to Aspen. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So yeah. freaking. And also, you want to actually hang out with those people up there. They're they're hoity-toity. I understand. They stick yeah. their fingers out when they drink tea. Sons of bitches don't run at all. That's that's what I heard. Just so. live up there. You gotta be pretty rich unless you're one of the workers. There's a good brewery up there that I. I put in their walk-in cooler. Distillery, too, apparently. Yeah. Hmm. I'm, I'm born and raised in Denver, and I've never been to Aspen. You aren't missing No us. kidding. No. Hmm. Unless you ski, which I don't know what the one leg. No, I, yeah. yeah. There's, they have people with no leg skiing. Are you kidding me? Yes, they do. Yeah. yeah. Yes. They have paraplegic skiing. Yes, skin. but, Doc, would you go skiing? Could you get, like, a peg leg ski? I'm sure they make them. Um, what they do is you, you can... You can ski just on one ski. You use your poles quite a bit gotcha. to maintain balance. Okay. There's a lot of one-legged I think skiers. I've seen pictures oh, yeah, of one-legged skiers. Just to make the point, since uh, this is audio, Doc does have one leg, and he wears a peg leg. He has a peg leg, yeah. Yes. Which brings up, uh, you. every year you have a thing called uh, Pegmas. Correct. Tell and us about that. Pegmas is a festival that came about this coming December. We will have Pegmas 5, and it came about because... Five years ago, I had a new peg leg made, mm-hmm. and some villainous people I knew. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, <laughs> said, we should throw a party, and of course, we'd been drinking when the idea was new first. Pegsmas Eve. Sure. And, yeah. and we decided that on new Pegsmas, we should throw a party. Yeah. And now it's a tra- some sort of tradition, yes, it's, right? Uh, tradition. Coming up on that. 
last year we drank uh, Brennan's 404 out of well whiskey. Did we? Yes, that was, I think, they, they that, I, think I missed. That, that was the of, only one I've missed was last year yeah, because and, uh, the children. Yeah, and we we uh, uh, yeah we drank all of the whiskey. I was kind of proud of that. That's a good. And uh, then we also drank Pegnog. Of course. Which is uh, a secret recipe that I came up with. Yes. And you, you drink it out of... My peg leg. Doc's peg leg. Yeah. Pass it around like a chalice. Which, you know, which, for the average person who thinks about peg legs as like the pirate thing, I mean, they're not going to imagine you'd be able to drink out of that, right? If they're going to... We uh, do. Yeah. We do. Yeah, uh, but because there's, there's sort of a, a cup on the top of the leg, right, where your knee goes in. Yeah, it's the so soft. everybody's like drinking your knee sweat. Essentially. Well, we, we, no, no, we clean it, it first. We clean it. What, 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 do you, what do you call cleaning? Like wiping it down with a paper towel or something? Maybe what soggy sponge. There's and there's a <laughs> That's lot. That's it. And there's a lot of booze. Yeah. In Pegnog. Yeah. Then everybody's got to drink that. The, 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 you pass it around. Yeah. 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 Out of it, it's it's a loving cup. I think a, somewhere a on the on the internet there's some um, there's some picture I mean, some video of that right. Yeah. I would imagine so. On YouTube. Yeah. Cause, uh, uh, yeah. I, I remember seeing a video of me tux. taking a drink of that stuff with my with my son running around like a crazy banshee in the background. Oh, I do recall that. Yeah. Yeah, he kind of went crazy that year. Yeah. <laughs> that was his his crazy year. His two, how are his two. now? <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. I don't believe in meds, so it's going to be a long, <laughs> long time before I can rest again. So uh, we just broke out a little uh, single malt scotch here in honor Doc, who's a oh, scotch good, drinker. Good. Yep. I only have uh, a glass. What do we got so here? We're drinking uh, Avalor double cask 12-year-old scotch. Wow. It's Perfect. a Highland scotch, uh, okay. single malt. Great. It is it's one of Fill my favorites. Um, Would Gus like a good, some good. taste of this? Oh, oh scotch? yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. In the mason jar. Yeah, a little scotch in the mason jar for the sound engineer. We're not fancy people. There you go. Get back in your home. <laughs> back in your cage, sound boy. Well, let's have a let's have a. Uh, let's have a little cheers. A little cheers. Whiskey, scotch, scotch. Mm. Mm. scotch. Mm, that is deadly smooth. Yeah, it's a it's a Highland Scotch. So wow. it's, it's not super peaty. It has a little no, bit of taste, mm. but it's uh, it's ridiculously smooth. I'm yeah, gonna pour a little bit more. Of that. I mean, it's it's uh, one of my favorite scotches. Um, mm -hmm. And I'm I'm a big fan of Highlands. So oh yeah, which are the less peaty scotches. About ten years ago, I went through a phase when I was drinking a lot of single malt. It was like I abandoned bourbon and gin and whatever, and just started buying that when I went to the liquor store. And I kind of peaked out because you keep trying to go more and more PD and you're trying, you're trying to reach with that, you know, the extreme of it. Then you hit the extreme and you pull back a little bit. Then you're like, yeah, I think I'm going to go back to bourbon. Well, for me, it's, mm. uh, you know, I tried a couple really PD ones and then just decided I liked Highland malts. And I've experimented with, you know, tasted a lot of different Highland malts. And, you know, I even tried some. Uh, like Space Side, some of the, the ocean yeah, stuff. Yeah, the, the ones Salty. that taste like. Uh, Chewing that on a tire piece fire. of wood from the yeah. ocean. Yeah. Tire fire and urine. And that's, you know, that's a little too uh, complex for me. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll stick with the uh, the Highlands that have a taste of peat and a, a little sweet, weedy taste to them. And I, I like them a lot. I usually drink it around Christmas time. So it, whenever I drink it now, it's like right, I'm feeling very Christmassy right now. Well, I remember the, the first time I actually had a little bit of money. I had found $1,000 on the sidewalk. And what? Yeah, I found a thousand dollars on on the sidewalk. And, hundreds, twenties, uh, what? Hundreds, uh, in so a bankroll. Ten hundreds in a bankroll. Yep. And so the first thing I did is I went out and bought that a bottle of scotch. 
And it yeah. Was, uh, well, yeah, you got to. I didn't. I didn't really know what to get, so I got uh, Glenfiddich, and sat down. That's probably the first uh, single malt I got. Sat into. down in front of my, you know, computer keyboard and drank the whole bottle and did some writing. Turned out to be gibberish, but it was really good. <laughs> it was really good stuff. I'm sure the first couple sentences were. Well, okay. I was, you know, I, I was uh, 23 at the time and, and still developing my writing craft a lot, so uh, it's lost to the ages, which is good. Yeah, um, yeah. Sometimes though, it's, sometimes you lose a novel but, on like an old floppy disk, and it's like, yeah, it's probably best thing I yeah, have to yeah. lose that. And so, uh, I wondered where my thousand dollars went. Aha! Uh-huh. Well, it wasn't you. I found out later that it was a gentleman who had won a huge lawsuit, and uh, they found him passed out in a parking lot that my friend owned the restaurant, and he had about uh, fifteen hundred dollars on him in cash and a check for over a hundred thousand oh. dollars. Yeah, because so they went through his wallet to try loss. to figure out where he was staying. And he came in the next day wondering where his thousand bucks were, and they're like, "We don't know." And then, well, he's got a hundred thousand. Then I found out yeah. that I had it. Yeah, so I, I'm like, I'm not giving it back. No, no. And I ended no. up uh, using it to subsidize a road trip around the country. You're you're like Robin so, Hood for yourself. Yeah, that's exactly what I need. I'm like, I want to get out of town. And I look down. I'm like, well, there's a thousand dollars. I guess I can get out of town. And you're all like, thank you, Karma Man. It's freaking awesome. No, I just figured Boulder wanted me the hell out of there, and I wanted the hell out of Boulder, so it worked out. Yeah, excellent. But, yeah, so I, you know, I bought a bottle of scotch, took uh, my best friend and my girlfriend out. For a really nice meal at the Met up in Boulder, and then bought, uh, went to the Sundown and bought all the cooks that I worked with, uh, rounds of pitchers. So you spread the wealth like Robin Hood. I, yeah, I spent I spent about uh, four hundred of the thousand, and then uh, helped put a, a new rear end on my buddy's van, and then went to Chicago, and had to borrow money to get back to Chicago from Chicago about a month later, because my car blew up, and then went on the road with my buddy whose van I helped fix. You know, it all worked out. Yeah, okay, fair enough. As long as you didn't spend it all on yourself and spread it around a little bit. I did, you know. Well, found, I mean, I mean if that's found, 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 money, found money is always that way. You, you have to you have right. to go and, you know, you got to buy at least a couple of It's like when you're in Vegas and you uh, and you win a bunch of money, you're up like five grand. It doesn't seem like money anymore. It's just like, you know, ah, this is just extra. So yeah, I remember like that first trip we took to Vegas stuff. where I won the 800 bucks and you guys were all losing. So I remember I came back with... I think 50 bucks after the whole trip, but we still spread it around. Yeah. And uh, Yeah, I think we helped you lose some of that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you, you and Troy really helped me lose some of that. Troy's dead on life. And then a lot stuff. of it went to the double down, that's for sure. Yeah, well, they deserve it. It's a hell of a, it's a, hell of a bar. It is a hell of a I think bar. we always name check Double Down every episode. Double well, you know, <laughs> I was just at the one in New York uh, yeah. earlier yeah. Uh, this year. And it was it's flat. a very unique quality bar. I mean, it's one of those bars you go into and you're like, you know, there's probably like, one other bar like this in the entire United States. Which is. And it's, it's in New it's York. in New York because it's <laughs> yeah. by the same guy. <laughs> so, uh, oh, speaking of which, Moss, the owner of, uh, of uh, both Double Downs and Frankie's Tiki Bar, yeah. has a new uh, uh, Frankie's uh, new Tiki book out, Tiki Recipes. He's sending me a copy so we can review it. Uh, he's, of course, a longtime advertiser, so it's, this is going to be a, probably a biased opinion. But I haven't seen it yet, but he has a book out. I don't exactly know the name, but it's... Uh, if you just Amazon uh, Frankie's Tiki Bar, it's going to pull up. Apparently, it's a very good book. It's got very highly rated. Good. Well, I mean, Frank, Frankie's Tiki Bar in, in Vegas, I you know I had a great time when we were... Aside from those chairs, yeah, I totally agree Two years you. ago. Well, I, I was up at the bar. I mean, and I understand my record has been broken there, which means I'm going to go back out there and... Get carried out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, there were, it was my during my honeymoon, so I was already pretty plastered before I got there, but... I own the record of the most tiki drinks. Uh, this is about a year after they opened, but apparently there's been some heavy hitters in there that stole my record away. 
think I'd probably end up with uh, in a diabetic coma or something if I if I tried that. They tried to put me in a wheelchair <laughs> <laughs> at the hotel. They did. They're like, "Does he need a wheelchair?" I was like, "No, I'm fine." <laughs> I was like, "Fine, don't need a no. wheelchair." I was with my wife, and she just kind of like kind of half carried me, but I just kind of bounced. It was going down the uh, the corridor in the, in the hotel. Luckily, we're on the on the ground floor, and I just kind of bounced from wall to wall. Well, that's, that's why they make hallways so narrow in Vegas, is so you can just... It's a good system. Yeah, you sleep bumper pool yeah. for drunks. It was a really good time, actually. I really like that bar. It's got a really good vibe. Yeah. Good energy. And so, you know, that's weird. When you walk in some bars, you can almost tell right off the bat what the energy is in that bar. If it's going to be, like, a kind of uptight and, you know, shitty attitudes with the staff, or else it's going to be just, like, you don't walk out of thinking, wow, I'd love to live in this place. Put up a hammock, I'm, I'm going to live here. Which, you, you know, you almost could at the Double Down, because they do have a couch. Yeah, I know. Well, it's 24, 24 hours, yeah. yeah. Apparently, there's... Uh, they have a story where there were these uh, German tourists came into town. They had, like, a four-day thing. And they rolled into town. They're like, oh, well, hey, we're here about the famous Double Down and the modern drunkard, so we're going to stop there and just uh, check it out. And they never left the place. <laughs> they slept on the sofa, they drank time, and then the next thing you they, they, they kind of snapped out of it, and it was time to catch their plane back to Germany. <laughs> <laughs> we never got a How was America? Yeah, very, uh, it yeah, looks I, like I, a dive bar. Yeah, yeah America <laughs> uh, smells like urine. That's all I know. It's, uh, <laughs> found it to be very dark. You very drink 24 dark. hours all over America. It's just, it's, the walls are all painted black, and you drink 24 hours a day. And there's pornography running all the time. <laughs> I was in a double down in, in June, and nothing had changed. Oh, yeah, that's abuse. I mean, yeah. why fuck with something that's perfect? Yeah. I mean, come on. Right now, you can get round-trip flights from Denver to Las Vegas for about 30 bucks. Bullshit. No shit. How is that possible? I don't know. But Is like a casino them. sponsoring it? You got to stay nope. at their place? Nope, nope, nope. I get, get these little things from all these little travel websites every day, and they're down to like 30 bucks round-trip. Damn. Just to put a bug in your ear. I don't go... Uh, could we, could we take know, the podcast on the road to Vegas? That is insane. <laughs> I got I got uh, ninety dollars right now. <laughs> all right, let's that, go. All three of us can go. I <laughs> got places we can stay for free. So. Who do you got? Who you got to know out there? Um, you know, I had this brilliant idea. Yeah, like this is like five years ago when the, when the when the economy in Las Vegas was just totally in the toilet. Houses were going for like 20, 30 grand. Yeah, I know. And uh, I, I, got, I got together with you guys and my wife, and I was like, hey, let's, let's buy one of these, you know, $25,000, $30,000 houses, and we'll have it as like a, just a place we can go visit. We can have like kind of a sort of a group share thing. And you guys all laughed at me and called me a bastard. No, I think I laughed at you because you were asking me for money and I didn't have it. Just five grand. Yeah. It was like, exactly. how many is like six people with five grand? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I went out to Vegas during that particular time. And now and it's bounced back, right? It's about 80% back, I think. Hmm. And I went out then. I'm, I looked at about 20 different places. You know, in two days, I had a real estate agent. Did you buy one? Point. No, I did not. You got to pull the trigger on that stuff, Doc. Well, I, I figured from Denver, it's hard to manage properties in another Don't manage it. Just, uh, just go down there like once a year and say it's cheaper than staying in a hotel. I mean, if you buy it for like thirty grand, and by now you could have sold it probably like one hundred and fifty grand, so it would have been a hell of an investment. Yeah, I don't think it went up that. Fast. I think it did. Uh, I think in some neighborhoods it actually jumped that much. Yeah. Because some of those neighborhoods, they were like, you know, okay, this is never coming back. The recession is going to last forever, and people just abandoned them. And now those neighborhoods have been revitalized, and now yeah. there's like, 
Down, you know, down right, by I'm Frankie's gonna try Tiki this, uh, Lucky Buddha beer. Be- okay, before we do, before you pop that, uh, I know you're a chain smoker, so let's go outside and have a cigarette real fast. Coinfic. Okay. All right. Coinfic. Uh, we're rolling, fellas. Okay. All right. Peachy. And we're back. All right. We're going to try some of this uh, Chinese beer. Lucky, Lucky Buddha. Which hopefully isn't made out of uh, lead-filled hops. No, it's. Uh, I um, think you'll be able to distinguish exactly what it's made out of as soon as you try it. Look, it glows in the dark. A bit. It glows in the dark. Hmm. You want to try some of this, uh, Gus? I don't know. It's a little. I do. It's a little scuffy, I think. What's in the green bottle? I think so you're missing what, what, what's in there. Is it like you know? It's traveled from China. It has. In a green bottle. It's got a really, it's got a really weird bottle. It's like a really heavy bottle, and it's uh, got Buddha on there with his arms in the air, right? I don't think Buddha drank. How do you know? Maybe he did. (laughs) Maybe he did. I think he was open to all kinds of experiences. Probably actually how he came up with the whole thing. Under the banyan tree. Last time I talked to him, he didn't tell me I could. Got ginseng in it or something? No, it doesn't have any ginseng in it. Okay, do tell. It. uh, I'm just guessing here because I've been really. uh, Dwelled into it, but it's uh, I'm I'm tasting right. It's a rice beer. Oh, I'm sure it's a rice beer. Yeah, like Budweiser. But it's got that. When I first tried it, it immediately reminded me of sake. Well, I you know I get that, but it's um, I think because it's in a green bottle, it gets that kind of skunky flavor to it. I'm not a I'm not a big. A little bit of a Heineken kind of a taste. Yeah, which which, Heineken uh, uh, rice beers. Well, yeah, and and the reason why it's it gets that taste is because why most beers in a brown bottle. As compared to a white bottle or a green bottle, it's because sunlight does tend to affect the taste and flavor because it's exposed to sunlight. Green, green bottles are less effective. Than yeah, brown bottles sunlight. actually hmm. deflect it, and that's why we usually have brown bottles. They they keep that skunky flavor away, hmm. and that's why some uh, some six packs you'll find actually have really tall six packs that cover it from any any of the light affecting it. Yeah, but some beers like Heineken and Grolsch that have the green bottles. I think, they, I think it's kind of part of the as part of their taste. Yeah, that's part of the flavor for yeah. them, yeah. It's yeah, part I'm, of their flavor profile. <laughs> oh, it's not that bad, Doc. <laughs> you know, when, when I first tried it, it was kind of off-putting to me. I was like, you know, this tastes uh, a little bit strange. But I, then I drank a case of it over, you know, like over a week. And then I realized, you know, I could see myself drinking this. Like if I was like some kind of warlord, but you know, you know like uh, sort of Apocalypse Now kind of guy. And also the bottle is, is so unique. It's like you, it, if you're drinking drink, if you're all of a sudden your American guy starts drinking that stuff, you're trying to give yourself a, kind of a, a look. Well, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying that it's the Ackroyd effect is is taking place in this, which mm-hmm. is the better the bottle, the worse the alcohol. But uh, yeah, I don't I don't find it that good. Hmm. I um, think it's a little flat for my taste. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I actually, you know, maybe it took me a case to uh, finally get around, but I started really enjoying it toward the end. Well, usually after you drink a case. But no, yeah. this was over a week. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. Oh, all right. That's different. Yeah. All right. No, so I uh, let's move on to uh, some of these tiki drinks we're going to Well, drink first here, let's right? do these. Uh, we got these uh, snacks. Now, this is from the uh, it's a local company in Colorado. It's uh, the Savory. Savory Harvest. Savory Harvest. Ooh, it's gluten-free. Well, right, that's good. And these because, are little, these are like yeah. snack bars. They look like bird treats, but they're actually yeah, yeah, they snack do, bars um, for humans. And uh, they tell me, I looked at the website, and it's they're not exactly made for this, but apparently uh, the PR person said it would would serve. Some of them are really good with red wine. Some are good with beer. I think the other one, 
The third one is like good with uh, maybe whiskey or something. This one's hickory smoked barbecue and cheddar, which is interesting. So it's, they like, look a, it's like a savory granola bar. Um, this one's smoky. Hmm. Give this one a try. Which one's this? Wow. That is the uh, tomato, parmesan, and herb. This oh one's, my. That one is meant to, uh, as you can taste, there's no sugar in it at all. They're not, they're just pure. There's a little sugar in there. Do you taste some sugar? This yeah, one, honey, maybe. I don't taste any sh- Okay, four grams of sugar. But, ooh. No, this tastes like, this tastes that like, is... uh, actually, this would actually, it's very herby. Mm-hmm. Yes. I can see it. I just had the, uh. Hickory smoked barbecue and cheddar, and it's um, kind of disgusting. Now, that one goes with, uh, <laughs> with beer. I think it, it goes I actually, with I like it. I think it... Uh, I'll try this other one, but that one... Hmm. I can see that going with the beer. Okay, the Parmesan tomato one isn't too bad. Yeah. but And I can see that going with, as they say, with wine. It's got flax, it's got kale, it's got chia. Make it poop, that's for sure. Hmm. But, uh, yeah, I'm not a fan of the hickory smoke. I think you were expecting a granola bar and you got something else. No, I think it's just, hmm. Not your cup of tea? Not my cup of tea. Although, mm. the other one I think I could, uh, the tomato and... Actually, you know what? I like the, I like the, uh... See if it goes with scotch. smoke. <clears throat> Barbecue and cheddar. It does not go with scotch. You know, I actually like this. Because granola bars are just, know, granola bars are just way too sweet. Yeah, but, I don't know. This reminds me of something. Uh, Birdsey? <laughs> it looks like a bird treat. <laughs> it goes bird bells. Well, I dig it. Thumbs down for you? Um, I'm going to let you. Gus, want to get, take a bite of this? Hell no. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> get you regular, man. <laughs> Make your poop right. Um, I like it. I'll say it for the tomato herb. I, I go with that. I just think the hickory barbecue is. is I like the hickory barbecue actually better than the. I don't know. It's, I'm, I'm no, no hickory barbecue for me, and the yeah. uh, the other one was okay, but it's nothing I'd ever buy or carry around and hmm. offer to friends. Okay, so Frank says thumbs up. Nick says thumbs down. Nick is, I mean, um, Doc is kind of sideways. Yeah. No, I'm uh, I'm sideways on the tomato one. I'm definitely thumbs down. You usually don't want to be the uh, the tiebreaker here. I'll go see. Now, this yeah. one is the, uh, I think this is the hickory barbecue. And the You're a holistic guy, right? Says, You're like in the holistic stuff. You're like in the... Wait a minute. Isn't this the hickory barbecue? That's it. Okay, that's it. Yeah, I, sure. could, I could do that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, so, yeah. so this is actually, yeah, this is yeah, the I think, I think we're going with the, the tomato parmesan. Is, yeah, that's, that was actually a, pretty that's good. definitely the tomato one. Yeah. And that's that's the hickory barbecue. I don't know. They're both. I'm. They're, they just. They, they taste damn healthy for sure. Well, what I'm gonna say is, in a situation, I would definitely enjoy that. Hmm. Yeah. But I, I, I wouldn't pursue it. Yeah, yeah that they're wrapped on a mountain for four days with nothing to eat. Yeah. Oh, I need the hell though. Like I didn't bring my big pots and pans that make spaghetti that night. So. No. I, yeah. I, I definitely might just spaghetti, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. I'll definitely go it's for the, the Parmesan. I'm I'll sure. go for the tomato Parmesan <laughs> one, but the hickory smoke, the barbecue. Yeah. I'm the opposite. I prefer the other yeah. one. I don't think the spice, the like the heat in that one, actually goes well with anything. It's just a little weird. Okay, fair enough. Uh, this is, okay, now we're going to try the uh, BJ Reynolds. Uh, these are cocktail mixers, all organic. Uh, this is the Mai Tai. It's fresh lime, 
rich almond and tangy orange. And I think they're out of Oregon. I could be wrong. Almond, orange, and the what? Jet Pilot. Yeah, and the Jet Pilot. So let's try this. Let me get to get a drink. All right, let's get some ice. Well, the bag got one of these, too. Got to keep the sound engineer lubricated. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's sound <laughs> lubrication. No, because I'm, I'm making, like, uh, not $60. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> We're going to pay you in booze. <laughs> Well, there's nothing wrong with that. I've worked for booze many a time. In fact, there was one time I worked for carrots, apparently. Carrots? Well, he couldn't pay me, so he gave me uh, 50 pounds of carrots. Who the hell was this? Is this uh, Bugs Bunny? Well, Bugs. <laughs> that was that was actually was Bugs. Bugs. Yeah. The guy's name was Bugs. Yeah. And, what a uh, weird coincidence. Yeah. And he gave me... That sounds like a Bugs deal. Yeah, he gave me 50 <laughs> yeah. pounds of carrots, and he did end up paying me eventually, but the carrots... Uh, I tried passing them out to people on Capitol Hill, and for some reason, people don't want free carrots on Capitol Hill. They, you want some carrots? Fuck no, get away from me, was kind of the attitude. But they, they suspected you were trying to drug them or something? Drug them with carrots, I guess. Yeah. Just trying to help their eyesight, huh? I think frozen shrimp goes off way better. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then there was a time we uh, had people over and were eating uh, some shrimp, and they are like, wow, where'd you get this? And my roommate said, in the dumpster. Did that phase them at all? Yeah, everyone was like, well, they'd already eaten it, and everyone was waiting to get sick. They didn't get sick, though. He's... Oh, you told them afterwards. Oh, yeah, Dignan would never tell them. <laughs> you have to, you have to wait for that. Uh... And, you know, they didn't get sick because he knows how to dumpster dive, which is, if you're going to take meat, you take it. Frozen. We don't have a shaker, so we're going to have to just uh, stir the hell out of these. Yeah, you know. Sound effects. All right. Gulp, gulp, gulp. Yeah, All right, chin, chin, gentlemen. Yeah, this no, is well, yeah, the, uh, the my time. Well, we weren't actually foley. You guys are doing your own foley. Yes, I know. It's about time. <laughs> so I always wanted to be a foley artist. Mm-hmm. Hmm, that'd be fun. You know, hitting meat with a hammer and coconuts. I don't know, something like that. That's all I know. Hmm. Hmm. Definitely tastes like a Mai Tai, doesn't it? Strong Mai Tai. That's uh, good. Did I make it too strong for you, buddy? No way in hell. No. <laughs> yeah. That, was a, that was a hoot of appreciation. <laughs> All right, now let's move on to maybe. Hold on maybe. now. Well, let's, let's rate this. I, I think that's yes, excellent. Okay, and what is it again? You know, this tastes like a, a, a fancy one you would get at a fancy tiki bar. It's not, of course, uh, you know, the, all the fresh, they're doing the fresh fruit right there in front of you and all that kind no, of No, it's, 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 it's actually really good. It's not, it's not super, Sorry, it's not super, super sweet. There's a, <laughs> there's, a, the umbrellas. there's a lot of fruit flavor to it. So yeah. it's not like, I mean, I've had uh, Mai Tais and bars where it's just like, just basically tastes like simple syrup. Yeah, way too, way too sweet. overwhelming. Way too sweet. This is a really good no. The, the, these, I mean, the carb levels on this are really freaking low. It's you 10, and your 10, fucking no, carb no, levels. no. Where's the thing? <laughs> your average tiki drink has 40 carbs in it, which is ridiculous. Yeah, you this know, has I, 10, I asked the bartender every time, I'm like, how many carbs? Adding sugar how many carbs is in this drink, sir? That's what I ask every bartender. Oh yeah, I do. And they I, bet they, I bet it gets on the nerves after a while. A little bit. You think, you know, <laughs> you'd think that they'd be like, "Well, I've got the carb list right here, sir. It's I on never, the menu." I never go to bars and do that. <laughs> If I'm in a bar, I just freaking just take what I take. You know, just Fair like, enough. And the diet to hell. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, this next one. Uh, that is, is delicious. I, I'm thinking That's of. Uh, well done, BJ Reynolds. Indeed. We'll try the We'll other do the one jet next. pilot next. So, uh, yeah, this, this might time. be a new segment. 
Booze in space! Uh, so, Ballantine Scotch has uh, paired up with a manufacturer to come up with uh, basically a, a glass that you can drink in outer space. You can drink scotch and appreciate scotch. So, it's not a little plastic bag. Mm. It's, uh, you know, it sounds fancy. It's gold-plated on, on, on the top, and then there's metal on the bottom of the, uh, of the, bottom of the glass, so it's magnetic. And you, can, huh. and you can actually set it down. And then they've designed it so that you can actually get some of the smell out of it without losing, losing the scotch. So it's specifically designed to drink scotch in space. As part of uh, people who are thinking that eventually we're, there's going to be tourism in space. That's a very limited market And the market first right thing now. you're going to want to do, though, once you get in space, in I my opinion, imagine. is have a goddamn drink. I would imagine. Yeah. Because yeah. you're probably a little shaky Surviving the, the blast off. off. Yeah, you, got, you survived yeah. the blast off. You're in outer space, and if you don't get space sick and puke everywhere, you're going to want to get drunk and puke everywhere. Sure, sure. So that's the next thing that uh, this company needs to come up with is, I think, uh, space barf bags. Quite possibly. I'm sure they already have those on the uh, space station. Yeah, but it has to be something that's fancy. Like, that's I like the last thing you want to have happen in space. Well, yeah, it's vomit everywhere. Yeah. On the other hand. I bet, it already, I bet that already exists. I bet Floating on the other around hand, the cabin, large yeah. chunks. Yeah. Uh, I bet it would be a yeah. blast being drunk in space. Oh my God! You kidding me? I mean, just I mean, normally when you're drinking, if you're drinking weightless, a lot, just floating yeah. there with a freaking a, a, a nice glass of uh, bourbon in your hand, because awesome. As I showed it that uh, that uh, free whiskey thing we went to the other day, gravity can be a harsh mistress and uh, pull you to the ground and, and right. uh, make you fight Drops bushes because those damn bushes they were they were yelling at me, so yeah. I had to fight with yeah. them. No, I anyway, that. so if you're in space, gravity's gone. And you can you can just float around drunk. You might bump into bulkheads. You know, it depends on your inertia. But in it's general, not bumping any buttons or anything. Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> I don't think they're going to have buttons. Like, okay, so here's the retro fire. You know, retro jets to fire. Here's a button, uh, and here here's a cocktail. I think they're probably going to put you in a cocktail lounge that is padded and safe. Yeah. And you well, can get a drink on the ceiling. You can get a drink mm -hmm. on the wall. I mean, I'm looking forward to this. I'm saying you could just pass out too and just just float there. Float. I know nobody needs to, uh, you know, like you know, find you like at the guest room or anything. They just kind of push you off into the corner. Well, and it's and a lot, and it's also a lot easier to carry your drunk buddies when when you're in. Oh space. my God! Yeah, you, you just tap them and they just kind of move in the right. Now my direction. question is. Uh, Okay, Di uh, diapers, diapers. You gotta, you gotta have diapers. Well, yes. Yeah. Floating around drunk. Well, astronaut diapers. I mean, they already yeah. have astronaut diapers. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, as we learned in uh, a couple of years ago in that stocking, stocking case. case. Yeah. But, so here's what I'm saying, though, is that I, I, I think, uh, I'm hoping that, uh, what, Bronson? Or Branson? Yeah, Branson from uh, Virgin. Right. I mean, we want to be the first people up. Sir Richard. To drink there. Yeah. Yes. Drunkards in space. So I'm are, are you making a personal appeal to Richard Branson? Yes, to please, get... please <laughs> send us to the first cock. Please, Richard Branson, send us to the first cocktail, cocktail bar, bar in, in outer space. space. Yes. We will give it, I swear we'll give it's it good It's going to be reviews. all his fancy friends. And us. And us. Uh, and us. Yes. Are you kidding me? Now, he'll that, Google this. He'll he's Google, an elitist. He'll Google we're, we're more working class kind of people. He's I like, would not turn him away if he offered me a drink. On the space you know what? Station. He seems a little uptight to me, that guy. <sighs> okay, I bet, so... drink, I, bet he, I bet he drinks champagne and such, but I, I don't see him like being like a heavy drinker. Well, ah, but scotch. You know, scotch I... can be known as, as a very expensive drink. I think that's what <laughs> yeah, Valentine's <laughs> looking for. Of I personally there is. think he would be a blast to get blasted with 
as we blast off into space, Sir Richard. Well, how much do you know about this guy? I know, I know he's he... got a winning smile. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got that great smile. That's all that matters. <laughs> uh, did you have some other uh, space boosters? Yeah, uh, apparently the Japanese a Japanese whiskey company has sent some uh, whiskey up to the space station. They're doing some kind of apparently aging thing where they're going to see how booze ages in space. But it probably would be a different aging process because, I mean, weightlessness. Yeah. So who knows how it's going to age up there? I mean, because uh, if say it's in a barrel, uh, it doesn't, it's, gravity's not going to pull it into the, you know, the thing. You're just going to kind of float there. Although I think it's kind of strange, though, because they're sending that stuff up there. Doc, I told you to turn your phone off. <laughs> And there are Russians on the space station, so is that booze going to last, you think? No, well, they're more fans of vodka, from what I hear. Well, it's true, but suppose the vodka ran out. Well, there's Which a is likely to happen. Yeah. yeah. Well, and then, well is, is, there, is there actually any there, other booze? No, no, there, there, are, there are rumors that uh, some of the, uh, the vodka has made it up there. Or perhaps they, they have a... Uh, it was kind of under the radar or thing. Or maybe they have a vacuum still. No, apparently I mean, it's under the radar there, build a vacuum and some, and some liquor has been snuck up to the space station and it's been enjoyed. Well, of course. Yeah. I, but think about this. I bet how come a, they aren't doing a an alcohol company how, would how pay like a million dollars to help NASA, you know, fund their projects if the, a guy up in space is like, and this is Jim Beam. And then they bring some Jim Beam, probably a squeeze bottle or something. But yeah. or or in uh, this is Ballantine Scotch, in our new Scotch yeah. cup. Maybe that's they, what they're thinking. They should, yeah, maybe that's you know, what they're they should really commercialize uh, the space station because private enterprise would pay a lot of money to have their product up there being used by the astronauts. But liquor companies and beer companies, it, it, whatever. It'd be the tang of the new millennium. What bourbon? Well, I mean, it could be. You know, because yeah. remember, no, tang, no tang was the astronaut drink. Exactly. Very popular. Exactly. Uh, for some of our younger listeners, that is a reference to a powdered drink that the astronauts drank in the I 70s. think private enterprise should start making some inroads into the whole space. Oh, they already have, of course. There's all these uh, uh, billionaires in our side of the land. Well, SpaceX Sir, and Sir stuff. Sir Richard, for example, please send us to your Yeah, he's just kind of doing that weird plane lounge. thing. There's that other, the other I'll guy. I'll take is, pictures. I'll take pictures. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll drink there. Now, there, you know, okay, so there's the other question. Altitude. Now, is... Are you at altitude though? You're not really at altitude though. No, I don't you? think you are because I think the uh, depends on how much oxygen they pump into the. Yeah, station. exactly. Because I think uh, because we're in Denver, it's like training at altitude, and that's because there's less air, less oxygen, uh, less oxygen, and uh, so I guess it depends on the pressure that they uh, oxygen pressure and how much uh, oxygen. I'm sure they, pump they got into them pretty, pretty just for uh, logistics sake, sake. I'm sure they have not a normal amount of oxygen in the system. Enough to function well, probably not sea level. I, I, bet, it, I bet it's probably Denver level. Yeah, did you get? We function well, right? Perfect. This altitude. Oh, I love Perfect. going down to to sea level. Though. Sea it's level. Really I can drink anybody under the high superheroes. <laughs> I know it, it's, it's like it's like we're Olympic booze athletes. We're training training at altitude. It's <laughs> totally true. And then yeah. when we go down, beware, beware oh, people yeah. at sea level. Yeah. I was in Miami one time waiting for an airport. A plane at the airport. <laughs> <laughs> I, was waiting, the airport. I was waiting for the bill at the airport so I can fly <laughs> the hell out of there. So I had to check out <laughs> of the hotel. Like four years. <laughs> I had to check out of the hotel and I got 12 hours to kill. So I find a bar next to Miami. Where else are you going to do in the airport? Gotta well, no, I found a bar outside of the airport called the Cockpit. Wow, that's original. Yeah. <laughs> so I go in there and I tell the bartender, you know, well, I've got eight hours to kill, you know. 
give me a scotch and soda or whatever I was drinking at that point in time. And to see him sort of look at me, a little, a glance. Yeah, like, you know what? You we know, should talk about that. Eight the hours. Airport bartenders. Mm -hmm. What's their problem? <laughs> I don't know. I've run they into seem some, kind of uptight. I don't know. I've run into some really good airport bartenders. Hmm. They, they, they're really cool until like the third drink. Then they start acting, kind, of, kind of looking askance at you. No, I've been really plowed in. So I think they would get in trouble if they, ah. you showed up and caused some trouble but, at the check-in desk. Here's the and key. they trace it back to him. Here's the key like, is you have most of your drinks before you go through security. I've actually done well, this yeah. before. I, you know, I get then, that, but I'm talking then, about drinking in the airport. Yeah, so you're at the airport before you go into security. Okay. They're a little more, bit more mellow because they think maybe you're there with a friend and you aren't necessarily yeah, and they sure. think they'll stop you at security. Right. And then you just have to hold your shit together until you actually get to the plane. Right. My experience is totally opposite of that. Like, <laughs> I think it has more to do with like your attitude when you go into that bar and they're searching for the cool motherfuckers. What? The bartender is? Yeah, yeah maybe you're a dick like, when you travel. Like, I don't know, Frank. No, 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 no. <laughs> well, I'm also calling myself a cool motherfucker. But. Yeah, <laughs> which is kind of a stretch. <laughs> Horn player and a sound engineer. I don't know. <laughs> Thanks, Mr. Quintanilla. <laughs> so back to the Miami airport. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So this bar was not in the airport. It was about half a mile from the airport. And it's just where locals or people are getting off shift. This involves airport. alcohol in some way, right? Yes, it does. Okay, excellent. So I went in there, and Continue I'm saying I've got sir. eight hours to kill, so I guess I'll start drinking. And Damn straight. And they're looking at a little escape. What else can a man do? Yeah. And eight hours later, they said, I want to tell you, we were shocked at the way you were able to compose yourself through this eight hours of drinking. Because you're from Denver. I'm, I said, I'm from Denver. Yeah. I said, this is nothing. They go, well, we were really worried when you said, I'm going to sit here and drink for eight hours. And but it was no problem. Because sea level. I know, I know. It's totally yeah. true. I mean, we, we... Uh, Yeah, I did that in Austin one time at Emo's. And I sat down with my buddy Wenzel and some friends from Austin. And we just kept ordering shots of beam, shots of beam, shots of beam. And then her friends are kind of falling by the wayside, and me and Wenzel at the bar, and we're like, I, I'm, I cannot get drunk, man. I'm a superhero. And then it's totally like, true, We asked man. the bartender, we're like, can we have another shot? And he looked at us, and he goes, I don't know if I should serve you. And we're like, what? And he's like, you've drank an insane amount of whiskey. And we're like, oh, we're from Denver, you know, altitude. And he goes, okay. <laughs> but you guys seem fine, but oh my, yeah. No, it, it, so. for the first three days, when once you go down to sea level, you're like a superhero. Oh, yeah. You can drink like Superman. You just freaking just knock Oops. it back. About the third day, though, it starts... Oh, it catches up. It catches yeah. up. Yeah. You start losing that immunity quite quickly. And that third day, you're like, ah, I can still drink like that, and then everything falls. Yeah. <laughs> and you come back to Denver, and you save a bunch of money. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then you're lightweight when you're back yeah, home. Yeah, you get back home. You I remember coming back from L.A., and, uh, yeah, I, yeah, I, that first... It takes a lot longer to get it back. Mm -hmm. I, I, it, took, it took me a couple weeks to actually be able to... It's a lightweight because I was out of town for three months and then I came back and I'm like, whoa, what's going on? And you are a lightweight. That's how people You've are. always been a lightweight. <laughs> <laughs> <And> fuck you, Doc. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, I just noticed something now. What? On this, uh, this tiki uh, bottle. <laughs> Do you have any servings there are in this bottle? Huh. For us, it's been four. Yeah, one yeah. each. 25. 
That's why. <laughs> that's why the carb level so low is. <laughs> what I mean, what are they drinking shots? I know it's gotta be the old tiny shot. So wait, there's more than a way to get me back to forty fucking carbs. <laughs> <laughs> no, so twenty five. So okay, what the hell is it? That's like uh, well, here's, here's six like, times what we drink then. So I mean, and these are not. These are actually sixty carbs. Each. And these are motherfucker. Like, that is bullshit. And these are not weak drinks. No, and this right now, no, it's so bullshit. I mean, they're saying there are there's twenty five servings in this free. This we, is the average seven fifty bottle. Who would be pouring? I mean, these gotta be little tiny little tiki drinks. I shots. Mean, exactly. Like twenty five shots of tiki. Uh, All right. My time. That myth has been busted. It's an actual outrage. Is this an actual outrage, Frank? Okay, well, no, it still tastes good, but 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 it is obviously not low carb at all. That is freaking outrageous. God, it's horrible. I mean, I know, but we saw the carry on there. It's not low carb, Doc. What are we gonna do? I mean, I, I don't, don't care. Your body's on the burn. Low carb, low carb. Like, what do I care? Well, they do a bunch of push ups in the push ups in the hallway. Okay, go ahead, and we'll keep going. No, well, I'll do them together. I'll count them up. No. <laughs> I can do fish All right, so these are actually 60 freaking... Okay. Oh, in the uh, booze news... Um, no, really category? Uh, <laughs> is that a category been, now? <laughs> it is. It is. Um, there's been two new studies that show that if you drink more, your hangovers will be worse. Law, liar. Yeah, it's liars. a Canadian and a Dutch study that say if you drink more, your hangovers will be worse. That is and so this is weird. news to me. It's it's amazing. I thought that if you uh, drank less, your hangovers would be more. No. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm really glad that they're spending some money on these studies. I'm sure it's taxpayer that, money. That, that should have actually gone to discovering the cure for a fucking yeah. hangover. Thank you. No, it's, which we well, still haven't found. On. Although I mean, we we do have, and that's will lead into uh, Thrive Post Alcohol Supplement. So yeah. enjoy. enjoy I've been trying Thrive this stuff. Okay, so is this a is this a morning after pill? No, you, you take you take the pills with Where your last you? drink. So you got to be kind of like apparently on top of your <laughs> top of your game at the end of the night. See, and then that's where it goes. If you're if you remember to take that, you haven't drank yeah. enough to get a really bad. Hand. You need to have your wife like. This, <laughs> the reason I've been able to do this, I've, I've, been, I've been testifying this stuff. But it's always because my wife is right there, and she's like, "Hey, take your pills." Like, <laughs> Otherwise, I'd be like, "What?" That's that's like an image of the future, yeah. Frank. Take exactly. take your pills, Frank. Uh, I know. Take your pills. I, I know I'm definitely heading that way. But here's the deal: it's a the use. This is called what you call a shotgun effect. Um, hangover thing just tons of stuff in it they take everything that could possibly help you whether it's you know cactus extract all the b vitamins everything that's ever been in some weird study that says hey this stuff works against ground goat scrotum they ground it all together and put it in pills and then they just shotgun it to you everything whether it works or not yeah i've been trying it and there seems to be an effect positive effect if i'm not drinking that much say i drink 10 drinks it seems to be to help me a little bit. Over that, you know, it's just like throwing ice cubes in the health. So what you're works. saying is if you drink a lot, your hangover is worse. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if there's a study about that. But um, here's the funny thing. The, 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 this hangover pills are called Thrive. But here's the funny thing is their PR thing, and they're kind of making a big deal about it, is it was invented by a Princeton student. But <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? Is he a freshman? Uh, <laughs> sophomore? Perhaps even a senior? <laughs> I was like, why? I was like, why are you guys pushing that? I mean, it's like, uh, you know, uh, a Princeton professor? 
Sure. Okay. Maybe uh, a PhD. Yeah. yeah or even a Princeton graduate, but a Princeton student. A student. I mean, that that could be a, the I guy. Mean, I mean, good for him. I don't know. Because really, now he doesn't have no, to finish his degree. All it means degree. is, is yeah. a guy passed the entrance exam that, uh, <laughs> or, or had a you know maybe he's a legacy student, whatever. He got into Princeton. And all of a sudden, he's designing fucking pills. <laughs> or it could be one online course. <laughs> I, I just thought it was weird. That, that was kind of, it was kind of the main, the first sentence of their their push is, this was designed by a Princeton student. And I was like, wow. Jeez. It's like, <laughs> I, love, I love the infomercials where they don't quite say it, but what they're really saying is, we have our very best scientists working. Right. <laughs> it's our scientists say... <laughs> But all that said, though, I mean, perhaps they're trying to push the idea that, okay, he's, yeah, he's trying to push us the college kids, and he's like, yeah, he's one of us, you know, he's a student, man, he's, he's not going to be falling, pushed by, the, you know, all the freaking upper guys and trying to say, no, we got to suppress this, man, we got to keep, you know, the kids down. But, you know, but that said, apparently his idea was to take everything that could possibly work against, uh, against hangovers and combine it into one pill, which has actually been done before. There's a bunch of different vitamin uh, things that uh, they compress everything together. And, but I tried it. It actually seems to work for me. I'm going to give you this bottle. You try it and tell me next podcast. Okay, like, fair you enough. Do. You take it with your last drink. <laughs> Good luck. Well, I guess, uh, <laughs> I guess my girlfriend's going to have to go, take your pills, honey. Take your pills, honey. Does that mean you have Because by my last drink, I am in no condition to remember <laughs> to take a freaking pill. <laughs> In, like, like taped it to my face or something. In my neighborhood bar, which I don't know if I should name, I don't know oh, what protocol is. Do they right. advertise? Oh, yeah, I guess that's it. Nah, I don't know. Fuck them, then. Well, Anyhow, say, there's say this little, neighbor, it out. little <laughs> neighborhood bar. Yeah, you can name them. And you, you, go, you go in the restroom, and you're standing there in the stalls, and they've got all these little flyers up on the walls. Mm -hmm. you know, lawyers who ride motorcycles and now, are these, barber shops. Are these like the, the, the billboard things? They're well, you see more size. and more of that. They, yeah. yeah, they're you know, seventeen by eleven and a half stuff. Above the urinals. Yeah, above the urinals. So they've got one now. Everywhere is that that says, to avoid a hangover. Drink this product. It's R E S Q water. Rescue water. Yeah. Yeah. I think we've already reviewed them. Yeah, we tried it in. Uh, you know that's 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 the hardest thing about this product. High carb is what it is. It's well, but no, no, my I, my concern <laughs> is with high carbs. But you're supposed to take one after I know, every why four do you want drinks. 40, Forty carbs of sugar. It's like two, three yeah. spoonfuls of sugar in the morning. Why do you want that? That's big. Well, and, but just wait, wait, wait. Okay, momentum, uh -huh. momentum. Uh -huh. Yeah, let it go. Yeah, I know because we do not talk up, over people in this podcast. We never do that. Yeah, you never. I noticed this never happened. Finally, someone said it. <laughs> so you're supposed to take it like after every three drinks. Going, oh boy! Now I have to buy five of these things. Oh, you mean drink that thing every three drinks? You're supposed to have one after every three yeah, drinks. Yeah, I've seen that so. on that. It's like and then one break. before you go to bed, and it's R E S Q water. And I'm looking at it, and I'm looking at it, and I'm looking at it. And go, re squatter. What the hell is re squatter? <laughs> Because it's just squatter. I mean, if you can drink yeah. this stuff, you're going to have to be squatting a lot or something. I don't oh, know. right. Three squatter. Never mind. No, but for me, all those ones are like every three drinks, and then one is like, wow. Uh, that's way that's too much That's just work. so you can sell a lot of product is all I can tell. Yeah. But the biggest problem with all these, all of these hangover cures is that it's really hard to tell if they work. Because 
If you wake unless up, unless they really work. Yeah, unless you wake up with like no hangover, it's supposed to reduce your hangover. Well, then, okay, was it something I ate? Was it what I drank? Was it this? There's so many different factors that go into your hangover. Was I hydrated? Was I not hydrated? Did I sleep for 24 hours? Yeah, did, did I sleep through my fucking hangover? <laughs> the and most then, impressive ones, though, are the ones that you take after it's already on you. That's, that's you know, the you know what those you are. You, I'm sure you tried them. I if think you it's do, bacon. If you do, no, if you do an IV. Oh, well, I, yeah. A saline solution and pure oxygen. No, I have done the saline solution. Or 90% solution. oxygen, whatever the hell. And, and I will if you do those, those two simultaneously, it does have an immediate effect. Oh, yeah, I've done the saline solution. and I'm sure cocaine does, too, though. Well, and so I think actually uh, a, I've just heard about a that. breakfast burrito covered in green chili or chicken fried steak and eggs yeah, works pretty damn you know well what? as well. Those have a well, but comforting with, effect. But with a cocktail. And then your hangover's gone because you're drunk again. Well, that's, that's, that's my theory. If you got a hangover, start drinking. I mean, okay, these, simple answer. This, we're just going to pass this bottle around. This is uh, yeah. Lazy Hazy Lemon Crazy. I don't know. The, some uh, it's a, no, no. Okay. It's, a shandy it's from uh, yeah, some kind of shandy. Like a cider shandy. Oh, I should say cider mi- mixed with. Listeners juice. know that I am sixty-six years old, and I have children the age That's of the panelists. Of something, here. doesn't it? <laughs> what does that remind you of? Lemon pledge. I prefer Windex, but I don't know. Um... That's kind of maybe it's not maybe too get, sweet. Lazy, yeah, no, it's not too sweet, but it, it, it's maybe because it's a little warm. We're getting more bad labely. Yeah, it's hard yeah. to read the whole thing because it's backwards and upside down. Mm-hmm. And is this oh. a smiley face? It's supposed to be. No, a it's hammock. a hammock. Yeah, I know. It's supposed to look yeah. like a smiley. Oh, I'm sure. Face. In, in their, they did the yeah. how they present their marketing. Yeah, yeah they're like, well, it also say a smiley face. I don't know. I give that a try. It's all right. I think it's all right. Yeah, no, it's all right. If you like shandies. And yes, we're definitely getting the sound engineer drunk tonight. So. <laughs> just, just tonight. Just yeah. Tonight. Well, we're we're doing it a little more publicly this yeah. time. So. Well, that's another. I could tolerate it, but I would it never buy like it. It tastes like something. It's got the flower flavor on the top. Yeah, it's not. It's not bad. Yeah, it's not bad at all. Um, it's really not my thing, but um, yeah. Yeah, it's me neither. It's sort of a. I think it'd be good with vodka. Maybe girls would drink it? I think you're right. Is that right? I think that would be that good mixed sexist? with vodka. I think it would be good grand mm. mixed with vodka. I would mix that with vodka. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm telling you, this reminds me of something. Not or a flashback. Bottle. <laughs> it's a flashback. Uh-oh. <laughs> Maybe it's like I used to huff uh, lemon pledge or something. Yeah, well, that wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> Which I've never done. No. Mm-hmm. I was never. Pam works better, but... Huh. So well, they call it the shandy, but it's four point <coughs> gold is the best. Oh, really? I heard. Only because I worked in the criminal All right. justice. Yeah, that's not bad. <laughs> I think so on, on a hot summer day, that'd be going down well. And All we right, have one we more left. The shiner. Let's just knock these out. Let's just right. kind of line them up and knock them out. And uh, I, I do have one more bit of booze news. Okay, well, lay it on us while we're... Well, we're, we're talking about the... Uh, apparently in London, there's a club, or it's maybe a trend now, where there's a misting booth full of alcohol, where you basically walk into an alcohol mist. Wait, wait, I thought it was you just walk into the club and the entire club was misting. No, no, it's a room, and oh, you, so pay, you pay uh, for a certain amount of time in the booze mist tent, and apparently you, it comes in through your eyeballs and your skin and everything. But that's better cold. Yep, that's a strawberry beer. Yeah, what do you think about that? It wasn't resounding. I think that needs to be really cold, and it's not cold. 
It's not too bad for a strawberry beer. I'm just not a fruit beer. No, it's uh, no. It's, it's not super sweet. No, that um, tastes like uh, not so, Shiner Bach. It tastes no. It tastes like Shiner, uh, regular Shiner with some uh, strawberry squeezed into it. Yeah, I'm, tastes no. like soap. Just give it a try. Yeah, no, yeah, that's <laughs> not impressive at all. Maybe because it's a little bit warm. Uh, maybe if it's ice cold, I'm sure they want it to be served ice cold, so it numbs your taste. So, you know, it would probably so be a lot better ice cold. I agree. Yeah, that's not a very good beer. Sorry, Shiner, we, we like most of your products. We do. We yeah, love their products, but this one. one is... I've had regular Shiner, wow. and I do enjoy it, but that's not a pick for me. And this is a brewer's pride, too. Mm. So, what do you guys think about actually going and paying money to stand in a booth where they just dump alcohol into the air and you absorb it in the mist? Yeah, that's not good at all. What? Yeah, no, well, I think it's bullshit. I mean, I mean, it, it removes a lot of the reason. It's a whole why, ritual. Well, yeah, the reason why you go to the bar. I mean, it's it's right up there with say getting uh, the you know the talk about getting a, a vodka enema to get to get drunk. Yeah. Quicker. So instead I of mean, buying I mean, a guy a shot, you're like, hey, I'm gonna buy you an entrance into this booth. Yeah, and you're gonna hang out in the booth. I mean, I don't know. Creepy shit. And about. you know, it's it, yeah, and it definitely removes the entire ritual around it. You know, and it's. I don't know. It's, I would agree. Uh, my observation, though, being is that I'm an old guy, 66, enough, 66, that, pretty old, hmm? pretty old, <laughs> pretty old, getting there, yeah. I'm catching up to I've, you. I've been, yeah, I'm still out running you. Ah, so. you are right there. I'll catch up to you. Ah, my observation, and I know you guys are aware of this, is that over the course of time, particularly in the last decade, the the neighborhood bar ain't what she used to be. No, it isn't. You go in there, and there's four guys or four people, four ladies, whoever's at the bar. In the old days, you'd strike up a conversation and talk about the forbidden things like religion, politics, and sports, and you could get into a discussion of them. Now everybody's sitting there texting away and checking but, their faces. So the bars haven't changed, though. The people have changed. The customers. Some yes. of the bars have changed. I so mean, you can't TVs, really, oh, definitely the bars have changed, but I think Doc is referencing more that the, the average bar customer is different. Yeah, it's, you, um, everybody it's very had, solo unless yeah. you're there with your friends. And well, you know, imagine if we live back in the, uh, uh, if we're back in the 40s and 50s and there was no cell phones and there was a, probably a phone at the bar and maybe your wife would call that looking for you, but otherwise you had no outside connection to the world. Correct. You were you were you, you went there to isolate yourself and you know be, be who, who whoever's in there. You were with them in this little room, and there was no way to get a hold of you. Yeah, you were totally cut off from the rest of the world. I think that's how it should be. It was beautiful. You know, well, I think maybe in the future a trend will be they'll have these bars where they have some kind of device in that fucking just shuts off or blocks all cell phones. They'll go bankrupt. I don't think so. I think there might be a niche for that. A wee niche. Richard Branson. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Richard. 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 Um, I'm not saying it'd be like a, you want to, it could be a club. It could be like a little small dive bar. Could you do where, this in space? Well, space, I yeah. bet you have shitty cell phone bills. Well, I don't know, unless you're right next to the satellite. Now, you're way yeah. above them, I believe. So. Yeah. Oh, nice. how are they going to deal with that? Yeah. Well. Send out little balloons <laughs> with messages in them. I think so, there actually was there bottles. is actually a niche for a bar that has absolutely you can't you bring whatever device you want in there and it shuts them all down. I thought they. I would go there. I'd, I'd feel like totally freaking. I'd be well. I'm sure some really deep basement bars in the world are like that. No, I think they tried that up like 
Prohibition? Didn't they say no? There were no phones? cell phones in Prohibition. Doctor. No, the bar Prohibition. The bar oh. Prohibition. No, you no. allowed to pull out I your cell phone. No, no. no it, it, so you quit went to pulling out your day. No, it wasn't yeah. uh, Prohibition. It was the other bar. They went Green, oh, right? the Green Russell. Green Russell. Right. We, we just got rated by some magazine as one of the top ten bars in the world. Hmm. Never heard of the joint. It's uh, one of those faux speakeasies. And the rules bothered me. They're like, you know, you couldn't stand up and just stand there unless you're going somewhere like to the bathroom or something. <laughs> Which I thought was like, yeah, that's how they were back in the Prohibition days. Speakeasy days, they were like, yeah, you know, standing up. Yeah, see, don't stand there, see. Yeah. There's no standing, see. But you know, if you put a device in that, just shut all the phones down, it would be much simpler than, you know, having them tell people, oh, can't use your phone. This would go in there and they would know. You call it the, like the missile silo or something. You go in there and there's just no connection to the outside world. It'd be a great p- place to escape. You know you couldn't be hassled in there. Yeah, I concur. I think it'd be awesome. Of course, I wouldn't want my heart surgeon in there. But. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you're a pacemaker, you probably wouldn't want to go in there either. All right, that's enough sugar for me. I have to go back to scotch. Yeah, let's go back to scotch. Yeah, yeah especially since that. they lied to us about the carbs. I know those carbs. Those Freaking damn carbs. Not rich. Damn you! Well, I, well, check this out. I have lost 20 pounds this summer. Do you know my secret what secret is? Let me guess. Is it fucking carbs? Alcohol. You drink more alcohol? I decided drinking straight alcohol instead of... Uh, mixed drinks. You know, mixed drinks. That's pretty much what mm. I do, except I drink a lot I of beer. From, and I stopped drinking beer as much. I went more to just having, like, uh, you know, bourbon on the rocks. Well, you know, I heard Lemmy uh, from Motorhead switched to vodka for his health. What? Huh. But he's uh, been having a hard time lately from what I hear. He had to cancel the show up here in Denver, and he couldn't get through another show. Said it was altitude up here, and, uh, but, you know, Lemmy seems to be having some health problems. But from what he said, he's in his 70s, I think. Yeah. And he switched. If you're still playing hard rock and roll in your 70s, freaking more on you. From what I hear, he did switch from uh, whiskey to vodka, because. For health reasons? The hangovers. (laughs) You gotta love it, man. You gotta love that rock and roll lifestyle. You gotta love yeah. fucking Lemmy. You know? Who would have guessed Lemmy would live to be into his 70s? <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> That's outrageous. It's right around God the corner that, for man. me, boys. It's right around the corner. Oh, you'll yeah, be when was the last time Come I on. saw you up Churchill there playing lived bass in, on stage? Churchill <laughs> lived into his 90s, for Christ's sake. Uh, well, you and I both have the same amount of musical skill. Zero. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you became a vocalist, yeah, and I quit altogether. That's, that's why I'm a singer, is I can't play an instrument to save my life. No. Thank God I learned that when I was 14 years old. You have no musical skill. Yeah, I can see that. Why waste 20 years of my life in a garage thinking I'm going to be famous? Right. Oh, I never thought I'd be famous. I know I suck. I mean, there's, yeah, I just enjoy doing it. By the way, check out my band. No. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I'm gonna pour this single malt. Into oh, ice really? You're, you're, yeah. you're, you're, you know what? I'm I, taking my I neat, like all the meats. There we go, neat. Apparently, all mixed together, Frank. I was too lazy to pour the go to the kitchen and pour the ice out. And yeah. you know, I think all alcohol <laughs> is good. Well, so, I have you know what? Have. I might be honest with something. I could be into some kind of single malt tiki drink. Has that been done? Uh, I know that Frank's does I'll at least bet one with whiskey. It's been sh- oh yeah, of course. There's there's plenty with whiskey. Yeah. Is even some with absinthe, which is kind of shocking. But there are, I bet there are some single malt tiki drinks out there. I bet there's some geniuses out there that have been working on this shit for a while, quite a while. In their basement. 
Or possibly even at bars, fancy bars yeah, in London. Oh, they're playing bass. So. <laughs> <laughs> There's a fancy bar in London that's already done it. Well, I must tell you, gentlemen, after, it. after being here just a short while, I, I noticed that we are going through the alcohol supply quite rapidly. And that, that personally, I personally, I've got quite a distance to go in terms of my alcohol consumption, so I'm a little concerned about how well supplied we are. Maybe there, we should sir, get something there delivered. There is most of a bottle of Jamaica rum here. So I think yeah, about okay. two-thirds of a bottle of Jamaica two-thirds rum. Two-thirds of a bottle of Jamaica rum. Uh, about a quarter left of the Avalor. I think you're speaking too quickly there, Doc. Well, perhaps I am, but I'm a, a man of observations. Say that again? <laughs> <laughs> he told you he's a man of observations, goddamn you. That's what I got paid for. So. <laughs> In many ways. That's right. When you're, uh, we can talk about uh, you being a... A doctor and a lawyer involved in the juvenile um, justice system, correct? Well, that, I was yeah, a forensic that's psychologist. Drinking, right? Right? No, that's not like drifting off into some non-drinking fields. Or well, no, it has a lot to do with alcohol in prison. Okay, well, that's, that's interesting. But you I need a cigarette first, so. Okay, well, let's have a little break and have a cigarette. All righty, let's do All that. Right. We'll see how far deep we are already. How, many, how long have we been doing this there, guys? 